What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? What's going on? Thank you guys very much for tuning in to Trailblazers Radio. You guys could have been anywhere else, but you guys are right here chilling out with us. And we most definitely appreciate you guys hanging out with us on a Saturday afternoon. Man, I have a wonderful show for you guys tonight. Today, actually, because I have some wonderful, wonderful guests here on the show tonight, on the show today. But before we jump into any of that, man, I just want to give a couple of announcements. Um, first and foremost. First, follow us on YouTube and at Trailblazers with a Z radio. Follow us on Facebook at Trailblazers with a Z radio. And also follow us on Instagram at Trailblazers Radio. Um, we have we got some we got some good things coming along the pike for you guys um, with our with this platform. Uh, myself, um, I host Quint Jones and Coco Fenton. We have some great things going on along the pike for you guys. And we really want you guys to share and like this, like share this particular program and also with your with your circle of influence or with your friends, um, get the word out about this platform because we're doing some one, some very wonderful things. And um, I just want to just say, give a big, big shout out and a big thank you to everyone who supports us, um, everyone who's listening, who listens, who listens and watches our platform, our, our shows every week, and everyone, everyone who listens in, and everyone who supports us, man, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for that. Um, I'm so appreciative of that. Words can never describe that. And Last but most certainly not least, I have to give thanks to the Almighty, the Most High um, God. Without him, I don't exist. This platform doesn't exist. I don't have the camaraderie of my two beautiful hosts that I have, and I'm not able to be to connect to such wonderful people, such as the people I'm about to interview right now. So with that out of the way now, let's just jump. Let's get into this right now, man. So I had the pleasure of attending a play. Um, the name of the play is called a change mind with my one, with my, with my wonderful brother, Mr. Russell Tyson. And I'm just going to say that I was blown away. I was, I was completely blown away and I was completely, you know, just wow. And I know, I, I know I didn't say it when after the show, but I'm going to say it now, bruh, kudos. Good job, man. I'm, I cannot say enough about I cannot give you I can give you all give you all the credit in the world, but I but I know you're gonna say who the credit goes to. So I'm gonna say that 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 play, that production was off the chain, bro. Kudos. <laughs> you welcome, you welcome. But in addition to yourself, that's right, that's sitting right here. I have Two have two members, two kept members of the cast of the stage player change mine. And ladies, I want you guys to introduce yourselves. So introduce yourselves to our audience and let us know when let everybody know what role you play in the um the stage play. Hi, my name's Rihanna. Um, I go by Simone. Um, I play Monica in the play. Um, I Oh, cool, cool. And who's and who's that beautiful lady next to you? My name is Demetrius Blossom, and I play the part of uh, Dana Watkins, which is my loving husband here, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's what's up. That's what's up. First and foremost, I want to thank y'all so very much for coming on to the to the show this afternoon, taking the time out of your Saturday your Saturday afternoon to hang out with me and hang out with us today. So I appreciate that. I know that. You guys could have been doing something else, so I appreciate you guys hanging out with me for for a bit. So, <laughs> ladies, <laughs> so my first question is, you know, 
pretty much a basic question. So how did you guys get, how did you guys get started into acting and what was your first acting gig? <laughs> my first acting gig was this play about nine, ten years ago. So um yeah, Russell um actually the kind of he like he called me about the play and I think I th- at that point I don't think he really had to talk me into it. But um I think I just wanted to do it and um it was very it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Like I said, that was nine ten years ago. I didn't think I was gonna have the same um uh, memory of being the same person that I was 19 years ago with this last play. Because I'm like, I'm not going to remember lines, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do But actually, it turned out to be uh, a lot of fun. And once you just let go and just, you know, let go of that God, first of all, and just, um, it just turned out to be so great and so wonderful. That, that was my first acting gig. It was a change. And that's how I really not, well, I'm an actress now. <laughs> <laughs> So and, and was this your first acting gig, young lady? Um. Well, being that my dad does a lot of plays and a lot of everything, I kind of fell right into that same area of just doing everything and anything. So it kind of started off small, small roles, like playing baby here, playing baby there. And then it kind of became more roles where I'm speaking, I'm talking. And I just kind of moved from singing to dancing to acting to modeling, moving in between all of those. So... Mine probably started at my dad's place and kind of worked its way up. That's cool. That's cool. So the end of the, so since this is you guys, this was your first acting gig, did you guys have any formal training? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. I didn't know. I was always a character. <laughs> so what 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 made what makes this so what makes this so what makes it enjoyable for you? What makes you know playing a playing a character so enjoyable for you? Well, I can say that playing a character it kind of allows you to express yourself in a way that you never thought you could. It's kind of seeing it from another person's perspective and it kind of putting yourself in that situation, while at the same time it's giving you um, exercise for yourself mentally, and it kind of just helps you express yourself but in a different light. That does. That's a good answer. I like that. Um, I'm offended by that, Fred. What? Because <laughs> you know, I thought she was—that that means she was being one together for the longest. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I mean, but she, but she, but she was around you, and she was exposed to what you were doing, and it gave her that, and it gave her that option or that that chance to be able to play those roles and as you gave her more freedom she was able to be more expressive so i so that's a good thing i like that that's a good thing now (laughs) no (laughs) you know what now in the road in the in the roles that you guys play i noticed that there were there's a lot of most of the scenes had a lot of emotion in that how difficult or how easy is that for you to draw upon that emotion in those scenes or how or what or should I say what makes it easy or difficult to draw on those emotions for those scenes well actually for me um at first it was kind of it was kind of difficult for me during uh, rehearsal I think but once I got on stage and um began to 
And as your as your role as the older daughter, when because there were a couple of scenes where there was some real emotion in there for you, did you did was that was it easy for you to channel that or was it or did you find it difficult to channel that? I found it at sometimes really difficult. Like there's scenes where I have to put like a lot of emotion into it, and it's difficult for me to channel that because I'm like What's up? I like that. Now, now both the roles were singing roles, you know, and those are those songs for me touch me and on touch me on a on a on a deeper level more than just emotionally. Um, do you did you draw did you draw on certain emotions when you guys were singing your songs, or was it just kind of like that you were already in the moment? Once you're like in the scene and you kind of start feeling it out and everything's playing through, and you start to like actually express those emotions once you get to the singing you get to the song it's like you have to kind of pop out of it and kind of stay in that and at the same time you have to still feel it for yourself it's hard it's easier to express emotion when you feel it for yourself so singing the song i'm really thinking i'm thinking this is how it could affect me so i want to make sure like the audience sees that cool 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 now is it has had is your dad has your dad has your dad's influence helped you as far as being a being an actor has he you know has he put some tips and tricks on you to throw some tips and tricks on you for you <laughs> yes my dad um throughout my daily life my dad kind of just takes me small small things that would help me just like build my character as a person and just like my my realistic character and not monetizing myself as small he helps me just like to build my character as it is. So when it's coming to being in a play, he just shows me how to enhance that at the same time, making it familiar and realistic and make sure that I'm persuading the audience to feel what I see. That's what's up. That's what's up. I like that. And it's and it's funny that you mentioned that because I mean, even with with acting or anything, you know, the influence of your parents is I know for me, it was extremely important as a child trying to, as a kid, trying to find his way and trying to put it, find his way and put his way into something, you know, fit in somewhere or anything. So the influence of a, of a parent is extremely important. And, and I feel, and I feel that when, you know, especially when the scene between you and him, you and your dad, when, you know, y'all got a little physical, I was like, man, don't let me, don't let me hop up on this stage, bro. <laughs> So let me hop up on this stage, bro. <laughs> but I mean, but it, but it's those moments that pull that pull you in as a, as someone in the audience, and it, and 
it elicits those reactions like, wow. Let me hop up on the stage real quick and just and handle that. <laughs> but yeah, but I but I love it. I love it, man. So Russ, Mr. Tyson, Mr. Tyson. <laughs> See, it, it probably it probably would have been it would have been some it would have been some problems perhaps for for me for me not you for me not you. But you be you been you've been doing it you've been doing this like forever, man. You've been doing this for a long, long time. And I know when we talked, um, on my on my plan on my plan my own. Now, the other platform that I have, we talked about this, you know, and we talked about the timing. We talked about the reasonings and things of that nature, you know, and. And I have to, and I'm, I'm going to I have to ask it again, because, you know, because now we're being now, you know, exposed to a, an even more larger audience. What makes the time what makes the timing for this stage play now? What makes the timing for this stage play as for now being important now than it would have been maybe five, six, maybe even 10 years ago? Well, I mean, for me, when I wrote the play um, in 2006, um, it was, I could vote because we focused on money so much. Um, so that's where I don't think it was, it, this profession itself has always been illegal. I just been doing it in all the right people. But um, it was my late wife that asked me first thing to write this play, or mm. do this play. So that's why I would never see this play out. But for this season now, after the COVID situation, well, still the COVID situation, with all, <laughs> with all the confusion, and we know that God knows well in the future, I think this is time for the kingdom to actually step up and step out as the number one way of media of reaching people hearts and minds is to entertain. So with a changed mind, I think just the title alone, we all need that a changed mind. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And like I said, just at, at the end of that play, that's that was that was real that was the whole the whole in the whole gist of it. Now the way that it played the way that it played out on the stage, I'm like, wait a minute, I thought this was all real. Just happened to be a dream. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, wait, hold on. Did I miss, did I miss something here? <laughs> no, seriously, I was like, wait a minute, did I miss something? I mean, this was all a dream. Oh, all right, just roll with it, just go with it then. But, and like I said, Russ, you've been doing this for a long time. I mean, the acting, the, the play, the writing and stuff like that. So you've been in this deal for, for a good bit, for a good bit. And now that you're beginning to get momentum for this play, you know, where, where is it, where, where is it, where do you see it, where do you see it going beyond just here in New York and, and other, where do you see it going at beyond New York and beyond here? Ooh, where do I see it? Ooh, this is a good question. <laughs> I don't know where I see it going. Um, I, I, Hope to see it come to become a movie. Um, hopefully, become an actual soap opera. Um, because for me, in doing what I do for so many years, um, just like these are my testimonials right here. I don't go and look for 
celebrities. I don't go and look for professionals. I look for people who just willing to sacrifice and willing to learn and see something in themselves. So um, why I see it going, I don't know. I, I never people to see where it goes, but I just go wherever we got the knowledge to go. Because one thing, even in this production, one thing that everybody knows that I continue to say, whatever goes wrong, God got it, because I'm letting it go. <laughs> so I, 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 I turned the production back to God, and therefore this is my best production I ever had. I don't you. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. And I mean, like I said, we we talked at length for for quite a while. And I see, I mean, I see the I see the direction there where this could be, could be something that could be like extremely, extremely huge, you know, not just beyond New York and not just beyond locally here. I mean, this could be something that could be, you know, easily something that's national, you know, hitting other hitting other states, other cities. Um Something that's easily could be national. Now, actually, just to tell you a secret that some people know, but a lot of people may not know. For a couple of years, I've been asked to take my place in the United Kingdom. So, sponsors and everything have wanted me to take this place, but because of the lack of discipline of actors here in Atlanta, I, I refuse to take anywhere because mm. all must maintain. And if you don't have a humble, you can't start it. Get it. I got you, man. I got you. So <laughs> since since this is your your first role as Dana in the play, do you do you look at do you do you are you gonna see yourself doing other roles in other productions down the line? <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> But I, but I get it though. I mean, you want to kind of stay where you are for right now because, and plus, you have other things going on, and and you you don't want to kind of diversify yourself too much. And I get that because when you have when you have other things going on that are slightly more, I won't say slightly more, pre, have more precedent than what you're doing. You want to get those things out of the way too. But I mean, it. I mean, it's it's not it's not it's not like you don't it's not like you don't have the chops for it the chops for it to do another role. I'm just saying. But I mean, it's it, like I said, it's not like you don't have the chops for it because I mean, I don't think I don't think anybody else could have played that role like you would have that's just being that's just being completely and totally honest and transparent 
I don't think any other female, I don't think any other person would have played that role like you did. You know, the the emotion, the, you know, every it's, it, I, you know, and for me being a writer, it's hard, it's hard enough, and me being a writer of books and things of that nature, it's hard enough to translate emotions from, from where you, from, from your heart and from your soul to the stage to project to other people so they can, so they can feel what you're feeling or, you know, take in what you're saying. But it takes it to me. It takes a special person to kind of to put all that together and touch people in the way that you did, especially with your role. I'm, I'm like I said, nobody. I don't think anybody else would ever play that role quite like you did. And if they, and if Russ decided to do that, that person's got that person's gonna have to live. That person's got a lot to uh, a lot. Got a bit humongous expectation. That person has a humongous expectation. Look, it's you're the visionary. It's you, you the visionary. You make all this, you make all this work. You know, it's it's timing. It's it's look, it's first of all, it's perfect, it's timing, and then it's about the right people, the right people in the right place at the right time. Though the people that you have in place at that time were there, were are the people that that's there. And like I said, I don't think anybody could play Dana as much as it as best. Nah, I I'll be like, you know what? Nah, I don't have the impact. You know, So a lot of things, so a lot of things that trans that were in your life personally pretty much manifested in the in the character that you played. How so yeah, I'm gonna segue into that this question. How difficult was it to maintain that? To understand that you have things going on in your personal life, and now you have a character whose personal whose whose personal life is pretty much pretty much mirrors yours. How difficult was that to maintain, or even better, or better yet, even separate? Like I said earlier, when the doing the rehearsal, you know, uh, you kept telling me, "I want you to release yourself. I want you to put yourself in this and release yourself. Everything that you're going to bring out in the play, if you're Dana, because it's the same thing that Dana's dealing with. Most of the things she's dealing with. But it was kind, of, it was kind of tough for me, but I have to be honest. Um, but going in, on the stage, the day of the show. Was actually it was um, much easier for me to uh, to express her role, and I think it'll get I know I know it'll get a little bit a little better each time I, I do it. It'll, it'll get it'll magnetize. It's right. Fun. But yeah, I, it was kind of it was kind of tough to do the rehearsal. But just once I got on stage and, and actually put myself in her shoes and and um you know and, and slapping Rodney a few times. 
I really, I was really, I was really angry, nervous about slapping him, but I said, just slap me, son. So the next show, get ready for a good slap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that scene was 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 kind of was very visceral because I like she she hit the she slapped the fire out that boy. Now I was like because she had been seeing it for a long time because she had these long nails, right? And I'm like, I'm about to get stressed up so bad. But I actually got it because one, I didn't even want to play the role of Rock. Right. But he ended up having COVID. And so when I had to play, I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. But to see her and to see my daughter, to see everybody in that production, the chemistry was there. But I'm like, I have no choice but to step in and fill in the gap. But right. while they're snapping and picking me with the gun and all that stuff, I really agree <laughs> on that stage. Hey, look here. We we're not gonna have no boohoo moments now. Uh, dry, dry, go ahead and dry the eyes, man. Dry the eyes. So, you need I'm tissue. Gonna, I'm gonna tell you what happened for real, for real. Y'all don't do it quick. While we was on stage, so you know the scene where I jumped over the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot the fog machine was behind me, <laughs> so I landed right on the fog machine. Oh yeah. man. Well, she even came to hurt me before. So yeah, it, it changed my direction. If anybody in my role, please come can't. You're welcome. You can have it. No, don't want to play. Why do you like you? Exactly. Exactly. Nah, man. You, you, mm-mm. you, 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 you I, I think you. I think you wrote that role for yourself. See that? Don't you ain't got to be modest now. Then he turns. Then he turns his head away like. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, I will say this. Um, it, when I wrote Change Mind, I was writing to do a role, but I never wanted to start my play. Um, you got Tom Perry and everybody else. They started it over there. I'm known as the playwright. That's right. all I did. So in the value of it, um, as we done Change Mind, it started looking more and more and more like my life. So Rodney sleeping with his dead baby mama. My my baby mama, she is deceased <laughs> by all by all rules and regulations. She is deceased, but Rodney has two kids: the son and the daughter, son and the daughter. And then this thing, you know, I haven't dated since um, changed my since my wife's deceased, but now I'm dating as the my. <laughs> My character, I mean, it's like, wow, my life is coming to it from change mine. So it's like I prophesied over my life. But what I try not to do um, with change mine was I didn't want to become no gospel playwright. I, I don't put me in that category. I love the Lord, but y'all not going to put me in that in that stereotype. I, I don't want to jump in here. But this right. is, and, but just to piggyback on what she was saying about her playing Dana. To, for all my answers, um, for anybody who's willing to answer, be influenced productive. The stage is really a place for you to release yourself. So in this way, especially change mind, 
we get to wear fine clothes and act like we got all the money in the world. Yeah. You live in your prosperity and not in your problem. And that, that's what I really appreciate from this pastor and this man. Everybody walk in their wealth. Even if you didn't have it. But I know I didn't. But I put that bar up. Boy. Yeah. So. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask this, but and I, and I and I think I already know the answer to this one. Was that actual lick up there? I believe it. <laughs> he, just, he just said he you know what by oh. you by you pleading the fifth, I already know what's up. What happened was we supposed to have refilled all the bottles, but I forgot to fill the bottles up. So I saw one bottle and I'm like, maybe I pour some in there. So when uh, I said, I'm like, ooh, it's real. You know, you know, uh, uh. <laughs> this I can't, I cannot with you. So that's so you was you was literally up there getting slizzard with it. Actually, I, I wasn't, but I was actually my nerve was calming me down because. It, it was a rushing stop there. And but I have to truly say this like I said this was the best cat. Because if I had to go stage managing, had to go direct, they were backstage working together. So I, I have to commend them on that. <laughs> oh my goodness. No. So you so that's you plead the fifth in it, yeah. This it was I already knew what I already knew what was up at the, at that point. Cause when you took that first sip and you kind of just made that made that uh that strong liquor face, I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's probably some real stuff up there. But so the one thing that I want to ask everybody, and and I think this is kind of important, really. So creative synergy is important in everything. What is whether it's plays, whether whether it's um, theater, whether it's music, whether it's even in writing a book. How important is creative synergy to you guys when it comes to interacting with your characters and being able to, you know, piggyback off each other and, you know, support each other? For me, I can honestly say it was much easier when we all went by our day things. I just thought not to everybody's best. We all go by our characters. We all feel our characters. We live through our characters. We feel emotions as our characters. So once we got on stage and we knew each other as Dana, as Rodney, as Jason, as Tammy, it was so much easier to play that. It's so much easier to show that to the audience when you're already knowing them as that Right. I I love that answer too because it's it's so important for creative synergy to be present because when you don't have it, it makes things a whole lot better. It makes, it makes things a whole lot worse when you don't have creative synergy. And then when you don't have it, it's like nothing goes the way it's supposed to. And then, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't like it when synergy's not there when it comes to, especially when it comes to me writing, if I don't feel it, then I then I won't then I won't do it. I won't write it. And I'll be like, yeah, let me just put this on the back burner. So in acting, so 
I know there's sometimes where you have to kind of like jump a little bit off the cuff a little bit. <laughs> and I know now I noticed some parts in some of the scenes where it looked like it may have been ad-libbed a little bit, but then it mean then again it may have been scripted. How much, how much, how much was it? How much ad-libbing did you guys have to do? For my scene specifically, specifically, I could easily say it was a cool 75-25 percent. <laughs> 75% of it was improv. I easily say that. Because it was a lot of times where it was like, we have to get up, go around. We can't remember the walk Sometimes it was hard for us to remember the doors to change. So, <laughs> <laughs> we were walking up the wrong stairs, going into the wrong room. But it was so, I was comfortable with my cast. So I feel like we were, we were such a connection. We had such a connection from the get go. And we were able to like look at each other and laugh and be like, yeah, we messed up. But we know that no matter what you do, what I do, something I was going to make it work. <laughs> and before the play, we were just like, if you see me not doing what you think I was supposed to do, I'm sorry. I'm sorry from here. And I'm going to be sorry afterwards, but during the play, I'm not going to apologize to you. I'm going to forget. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it, man. Because in some, I think in those improv moments, that's when that's when it made it. That's when it made it funny. Like when you're when you're when your best friend in the place, she kept walking and didn't know which which way was the door. I'm like, oh, that's well, that's too funny right there. That's way too funny. I think my improv was I couldn't find my shirt. At all. <laughs> I couldn't find my shirt, so I had to go on stage with no shirt on. I'm like, wait, no shirt on. Like, like, oh god. I'm like, these people are gonna be laughing at my moment. <laughs> wow, that's if, I'm like, wait a minute, he walked out here with no shirt on. Hold on, ain't he to have a shirt on? <laughs> but no, I mean, we we did a lot of improv um, because. Our sound engineers need to buy cues on us. Because yeah. I was waiting on a phone call. The phone call never came through. So I had to improv the nigga or something. I'm like, oh, how much is this? But when these lights go out, I promise you, I'm about to go to my sound department and I'm about to ask for <laughs> And they come back on the stage and be professional. So, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. I, yeah, I think it was a connection that we all had. Yeah. It was like, it was a family. Even if you came in late, even if you came in for four years. I gotta ask you. I know, I know when for as a writer, you don't you necessarily you don't necessarily add these improv scenes or this improvisation into what you write because as a I'm pretty sure as a writer you want things to go how you write it. So, and 
I know this answer, but I'm gonna ask you anyway. How much? How how much? How well? How well? I'm gonna ask everybody. How important is writer and actor agency in in this particular production? Now, what I mean by agency, meaning you as a writer, you know, giving them the script, but also the actors being able to act out the script, but also having that freedom to be able to kind of look at something and give and give feedback to some to a line or a scene that could be improved and things of that nature well i, I will say this for me it's important to stay on the script as possible um but as for my cast they always know during rehearsal give me all your improv there because during the show don't do it um because <laughs> <laughs> and the reason being because a lot of people, even though the audience is doing show, even though you're doing a good job at the show, when we're in theater, we only can have their light technicians, their sound technicians, we can only use their people. So they're following the script. So they're going word by word, and you go and start improv, they all said we're going to be using all our people and stuff. So it's, it's very important that everybody stay on script as close as possible. Um, like for me, like I tell people, if you start seeing me bang my eyes on the stage, I got my line, y'all better find something because I'm all <laughs> that Hennessy didn't hit kick in, but you know, <coughs> but no, um, Lord, 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 <laughs> very important that we say, we say, it. um, it's based on your professional, your professional level as well, because. If you start making up your own a whole new place, then I promise you, you know, you don't have to wait till the end of the show to know they can find it. Because I'm gonna kick you off the stage right then and there. Um mm-hmm. I'm, this is not the first place you get fired over here. This is not the drawing ministry. But we are a ministry. Yeah, we are worldly spiritual ministry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what she said. It's a paint class. <laughs> so for you guys, how important is that for, for you guys as actors to have that agency, to be able to give feedback to the writer or the playwright and to kind of, you guys pick it and you guys talk about it and then you guys share information and ideas? Well, for me, I can't really specifically remember years ago when I was uh in person to play I think that was a little bit more I was more, a little bit more looser loose at that time but now I'm kind of with this with this one even for rehearsals I was wanting to go word what really got me I wanted to do word for word whatever he had written that's what I wanted to be able to put down you know every word for word but I knew I could not I could not I was I was really driving myself nuts trying to go word for word until um I don't know I think I, I practiced with um with Phoenix Flowers who plays my best friend uh, off stage he was and she said she said I want you to really put yourself in that in, in this particular this this particular part this script right here put yourself in there but don't try to you can't just don't try to move word for word but I, I'm too busy I'm too, too busy focused on the word than I am the character. So that was, that was a bit of a struggle for me. 
that level of struggle. So um, but but thank God we all had the improv. <laughs> we all had the improv. <laughs> Also, wait, 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 hold up. So, so basically, so basically, what we saw was condensed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so basically, you committed highway robbery. So basically, you can. So we did. I we didn't get the full Monty. We just got like. You're wrong. You're wrong for that, bro. You're wrong for that. Oh, so but you you said you have more stuff coming. See that 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 kind of so that kind of so that ain't fair. I mean, I I want the whole I want the whole thing. I mean, I want well. That's well. I'm I'm gonna get the whole thing because I'm hosting. I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, but I but I want I want I want I want the full enchilada. I want the I want the whole the whole entree then. Don't just give me half a steak and half broccoli and half mashed potatoes. I mean, that ain't good. See, 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 she on to something. See, mm-hmm. that's okay. June 27th, I'm, I'm, I, I, I guess I'll actually be full this time. No. Oh, see, uh, uh, so don't, don't, see, don't do, the, don't, don't, don't ever, don't ever invite me to your table for real. Because I will, I will sit there. <laughs> don't ever invite me to your table, especially when you got good food. Yeah, I'm gonna sit there. Hey, y'all send that food up for VIP. Bruh. Look here. Curry chicken and some and, and jerk chicken. Yes, sir. That 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 was that was a lick, my friend. That was a lick, my friend. So whoever you had catering that, yeah, bring her back, please. Please and thank you. I, no, I will say this to you. Anybody that I bring one show, they're gonna always say it unless I fire Because for me, like you said, we are family. So therefore, if I eat, we all eat. And I don't eat my dog. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. And just to see the cohesion between you, between you know, 
you as being a director, the act, you know, the actors and also, you know, the, the, the singing roles and the performance. Yeah, that was I, I love I love that part of it because you now you see all the cogs of the all the cogs of the engine come together and they produce this beautiful, this beautiful, meaningful play that could have so much of an impact on so many people's lives. And that is that I think and I think that's the most important thing. Now, I got to ask you, so when you did, before you jump back into this, Russ, did you have a live band before or this was this something that you decided to implement? So I, I've always tried to do a live band, um, but this is the first time I actually had original music. Ah. So Travis Clark is the songwriter of all the songs. It's, well, one song is shared between myself and a guy named Yolando um, Morton. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. That is what's up. So, for the. <laughs> it don't match nothing. Like, it don't go with nothing in this play. What y'all singing? But actually, I, I feel that all the songs that we had done actually met, met with the scene of the play. They did. They did. And they, they matched each scene perfectly. And I can't, I can, you know, just, I mean, I've, um, I've only been to well, I take that take that back. The last time I actually went to any type of play was in oh my gosh. I don't, I don't want to date myself right now, but the last time I went to a play was like mm, early 2000s or something like that. So basically 21 years ago and I'll just say this. I mean, not to knock the uh, not to knock the other production, but the production values weren't really up to snuff as wet as I mean, I'm not a play connoisseur or nothing like that, but you can tell when things are done right and done properly. You can tell when the cast and the director are completely committed and to do to making this we're making it a production that no one will ever forget. So you can so you can tell that. You know, that's something that I could tell, you know from the first scene to the last scene with this production that there's cohesion there. There's a sense of family there. There's a sense of camaraderie there. There's a sense of everybody having each other's back when it came, when it came to something, especially when like when some, when something just looked was off and it it really wasn't, it was just an ad lib or improv. So you can tell when there's cohesion there, when there's family and when there's camaraderie there. And I saw that through from, the first scene to the last scene with this play. And I think, I think for me, that's what, that's what drew me in. You know, the message was, the message was the icing on the cake for me, but just to see the cohesion and the, the camaraderie and the family, the, you know, the embracing of the of, of family there, that's what, that's what, that's what brought me in even further. The message kept me there, but it's the, from scene one to, to the last scene, just to see how you guys fed off each other, how you guys, you know, put your heart and your soul into everything, to each word or each line spoken. That's, for me, that's, that's the penultimate experience for me. And that's the penultimate experience for me. And I can say, I'll say this personally to, 
to all to all you guys, to you three guys here. And even for the other actors, I want to just say thank you for that. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Fred, I'm going to be honest with you. And this this is sincere, no shade or mess to my cast, but one thing I would honestly say is that impact us was our audience. Because yeah. you were giving us the feed and the energy, yeah. like, oh my God. You can tell how many people yeah. say, slap him again. <laughs> I heard a couple. They were behind me. Hit him again, hit him again. And I mean, but the thing is, that's. And not only that, but for me, what I really what impacted me for for what I for the play was it was the community. The right. Because when we changed the music to R and B, the whole it's like everybody created their own dance floor. They were doing electric slide and everything. I'm like, what in the did the electric slide? And it was funny because. I heard a lady say, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom because it's a black place. But then somebody else said, no, this is Russell M. Tyson production. You're going to start on time. So, oh, okay. so I was appreciative of that um, platform where people do know that I'm going to start on my start my show on time. But to me, the energy in the atmosphere mm. played a major role in us delivering what we had to deliver. Because the intensity of me having to slap my door, I heard somebody say, "Stop trying to slap me." <laughs> <laughs> so in this case, I was trying to keep a straight. I was trying to stay in character because I heard it like this, and I really wanted to slap her because we just had a little hate energy. <laughs> but she just had to keep a close pocket and slap. I, I, <laughs> I said, "You can cheat me," because I was. <laughs> I failed, and I know I made you like in the real. <laughs> I failed, and you like, oh well, now. So that was one of our improv because I'm like, you didn't let me slap. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I failed. I apologize. And that's what I say. Acting is a way of expression and freedom, so she can call defects to be actors. Wow, that's see, and you and you probably you really wanted to do it for real, I bet too. Yes. Yes. I got got some you Rodney, I guess Rodney has some pent up aggression. Exactly. Yeah. But apparently she has something that yeah was absolutely perfect. It worked out in the end, right? Yeah, because I really felt that she said Russell instead of Rock. I really felt some kind of way. <laughs> pitiful, man, pitiful. She just pitiful, dog. So to to the actors that are on the panel, how so we just we just we just talked about energy. How important is that for you guys to feel that energy from the audience? You know, does it does it does it make does it does it encourage you to go to go a lot to go harder in your role? Does it does it amp you up? Does it does it kind of give you that sense of pride and that sense of fulfillment? Yeah, all throughout the rehearsal, you would be a practice like you have to make sure you hit this specific part because there's gonna be somebody in the audience who wants to be behind you. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that you hit that specific part. 
making sure that we were like really pursued, making sure we were giving it all we had so that we had the audience reaction at a specific time. Like me and Dana, I love you a lot. But in the play, I was in next year, I was like, I have to be so spiteful and I have to make you wanna hit me so hard. Because I need the I need everyone in the audience to hate me yeah. so that when it comes down to me giving another team, they feel they feel the shift. Mm-hmm. They see the emotion, they see where it's coming from. And they can kind of like empathize, but at the same time, they still got some spice moving around. So it's like you never fully get it till you get it, you know? And I wanna make sure that the audience doesn't get it till they get it. You know? I like that. I like that. You know, anything you want to add, ma'am? This audience just paid me very uh, important, super. It was really, uh, go ahead, oh, it was, I got to say that. It was oh, boy. <laughs> it was, it was, it's so, my girlfriend came and she was like, girl, she said that energy was crazy. She said, if anybody come to that play and didn't feel that energy, that, that was it was all over the room. She said it was on the stage, it was in the audience, it was backstage, it was backstage, it was it was it was it was great, it was magnificent, it was just off the stage. And you know, that does help us um, you know, when we get feedback from the audience and just everything is pushing you like, oh, I'm doing my I'm doing my stuff, I'm doing my part. Let's, let's give it some more, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's a it's a lot, it's a big help. I mean, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Rod. Go ahead, Russell. I'm about to call you Rodney. Now, now Fred, I'm, I'm ah. one part of the play. I lost my soldier and my character. So when she came out in that lingerie, we did not. <coughs> <coughs> now, the character is supposed to be an atheist. He's not supposed to believe in God. He's not supposed to pray nothing about God. He can't stand God. But when she came out there, all I heard was law and hammer. <laughs> so, and now this will be unique. We never seen none of the costumes until the day of the show. <laughs> so when she came out, I saw the slide and I'm like, ooh. And I heard the audience like, law have mercy. Ooh, Jesus. Right? <laughs> So I heard it. So when I saw it, I'm like, my lord. So <laughs> for the things that I can see from the stage, the energy from the audience actually fed up of what to expect. Because when she did that corner, I said, what's my line? <laughs> I totally forgot my line. I'm like, hmm. Intermission. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah. oh, yeah. See, he was thinking, he was thinking about, he was thinking about taking the intermission. That's what he was thinking about. Hey, hold on. How did you do it? Okay, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, put it on, get on out there. I was like, okay, okay. So, 
There's no rest of it. Just put it on. But I will say this to you, Fred. The costume, the hair, the makeup, all of that plays a role in building your character. Because now, for some like me, I am the most country bunny that can straight from the heart of straight hood. Down three, down, down three. <laughs> See, uh, mm. the Pittsburgh community for real. You got a crime, you know my house gonna be part of it. Is that? Everything happens in front of my house. Jesus. They it out. See, they don't see they don't know about the Pittsburgh community like we do. <laughs> but I mean, but that's, that's what I'll say as far as everything plays a role in it. So when she came out with the lingerie on for Shadi and Honey Stuff or Glory, um I went into a worship. Then when I saw her little that little short shirt on, I'm like, what is this? Ooh. So that actually helped with the role of me snapping her. So I mean, our costume it plays a major role in developing stage play. Um, and this is what I say to any playwright or producer: stop making these folks bring their own costumes because they're not going to build brand new characters. You you need a costume designer on your set because. That costume designer is going to pull out something that I know she was not going to go buy to put on her face. No. Because one and one thing I'll say is I respect everybody at their position. For her, this woman lives her life as an apostle. Right. So as an apostle, and what I love about this actress here is her title don't define what she who she really is. Right. Title apostle, but one thing as an actress, she became a best. And that one thing changed my was solely having for belt. Everybody just played with the best. I may act a fool, but I'm truly a best. Okay, she's my daughter and she's a somewhat a best. Yeah. See, that's not even fair. That's not fair. You gave everybody else the compliment. And she played she play her role beautifully. So come on, get, give her her flowers, dog. Come on, give her her flowers. If, okay, so if your daddy won't give you your flowers, I will. He... <laughs> I'm going to give you all her receipts, too. Oh. <laughs> See, you, 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 you can't. You're wrong for that, bro. You're wrong for that. Give, give, her, give her her flowers, man. I'll so, I mean, one, one thing I, I feel as a father, um, I she always wanted to be in my way, but I never would allow her to. Because one, I'm not gonna handle you. You gotta earn. Um, because my child don't mean you're gonna fit in there or get get in there. Because she was the first one I read. If you don't feel the person on fire. So, but with my with her being my daughter, I don't think I feel her any special privileges. But 
everything that she had was absolutely natural. She she had the ability to do it. I don't have to teach her nothing. She already knew it. Right. Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Flowers. Whatever I need to, she will backstage to. So I mean, and she's a phenomenal actress. Won't play Tina. Phenomenal. She tore Tina up. I mean, she made me feel like I really was this person. I'm like, let me stay back here and uh, let you have to because you tend to play good. So oh, yeah. But and the excuse of, of everybody, everybody played their role. It was nobody above, nobody beneath. Everybody was just down. And, and, and you, again, the audience, you all set the atmosphere for us. Because if you weren't willing to participate in it, we didn't know y'all would enjoy it or not. So the playback of the audience actually helps the production if you want a good show for your money. Right. Shoot him. Wait a minute. Hold on. Why are you still going to shoot me in the place? But <laughs> I mean, I've had shows where I've done it in the church. And I didn't feel comfortable in the church with it no more because I had people in the audience cussing us out in the church. That they had to remember they, they was in church, like slap their people. Oh, I'm in church. So I was, yeah. So the, the emotions of a change mind, it would actually build something that I think it, to me, that they I could be wrong, but it actually touches that you know somebody in that. Somebody got a Hemi. Which one? I don't know. I just said sounded it, it sounded like a nice little sounding car. But so there was a there was a young there was another young lady. There was another young lady that was in your cast that was um your daughter's friend in the play. Now she she played she played the role of what she like a fifteen year old. She played the role of a seventeen year old. Right. But how old is she actually? Well. Whoa. <laughs> you know what? To play to play the role of a seventeen year old as a twelve year old with that much depth. Hannah Jenny is a phenomenal actress. Um, she and what you really great about her is her mother and her father. Um, she has a she has a, a powerful back backing behind her. Um, with with her mother, because I had to look at her as my daughter as well. I like these dresses too short. <laughs> we we had to wardrobe. But with Hannah, her mom, her dad, when you have support like that, it would help a bit establish these people more as well. Because Hannah did a phenomenal job playing a 70 year old. That all I can say to her mom and dad, like, she doesn't give me signs and wonders. And like this one did. <laughs> yeah. So, she played, man, she played that role with so much depth. It was it was phenomenal. And I was like, she's only 12 and she wow. And but that also goes to, like you said earlier, the parents being extremely supportive of that, of being her as an actress or whatever she wants to pursue. I mean, and even you as a father, you being supportive of your daughter for whatever she wants to pursue, whether it's acting or anything outside of that. That's, I was blown, I was blown away by her performance. I really was. 
to for her to have that to play that and have that much depth of character to play that with so much depth, I was like, okay, so somebody Russell did some, Russell did the right thing by picking her, and she probably got some phenomenal parents. Now I'm going to tell you a secret, Fred. Not one person was going to catch the ball. I didn't do no audition. Really? No audition, no catch the ball, no nothing. So you did this like Oprah Winfrey. You get a role, you get a role, you get a role. Yeah. I can say working with Hannah, it was a great experience. Um, when I first met her, I connected with her so easily. We just talked and talked and talked. And we were just going on and we were agreeing on so many things. Um, and it was so interesting to see how well, like, as a 12-year-old, she's so eloquent. She's so, and she's so smart and funny. And she's so intriguing. It's so interesting to talk to her. She has such a good point of view of life. And she gives me, she inspired me a lot when I was doing the plays. Like, she's so bubbly naturally. And to see her express that on the stage and everyone else needs to experience her bubbliness at the same time. It was it was really amazing. And like I'm 17 playing a 17 year old. And I it is hard for me. So imagine a 12 year old having to upgrade her age to be 17 as well. It was so it was it was so inspiring, beautiful at the same time. Because like that takes a level of maturity that not a lot of children have and not a lot of like 12 year olds have at the same time. So to see that it's 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 great, honestly. And I love her. She's like a little sister to me. And it was it was just a great experience. So yeah. Yeah, I love that. I mean, she like you said, to display a level of maturity that's well beyond her years. The her physical her chronological years and having to play someone that's five years older. I just I mean, just her performance was I like, wow, she's and I, my question was like, is she really like that in real life? Is she bubbly like that in real life? I said, I hope she's not forgetful in real life, but she's I'm pretty sure she's bubbly like that in real life. A lot smarter. A lot smarter than just as bubbly, just as big of a personality. A lot smarter and a lot more into school than most people would think. <laughs> she's so bubbly, so fun. Just a great year to be around at the same time. Wow, that's what's up, man. That's I liked, I love that, man. I love that. So, Mr. Tyson. My this this next question is gonna be pretty much for everybody, but I want but Mr. Tyson, I want you to I want you to lead into this, and then everybody else can kind of segue or piggyback as they as they see as they please. This play, who is this play for? What person or what person is this reaching out to? For me, uh, because I'm so uh, an activist, the play is for everybody. Okay. It, it, it's for genre of people. Um, because black, white, gay, straight, rich, poor, everybody can relate to this play. Because we all know somebody in this play. And it will, or we live that character in this play. So the play is for everybody. Um, as you saw for the show, we had young kids that were there to play. And for young kids to be attentive like that and say, telling their parents to win the next show, we want to go back. You know, I know it's for the young people, 
for the women who got the Holy Ghost and start shouting across the stage. I mean, from the audience standpoint, like, good Lord, I need some usher him. <laughs> it, uh, it was for women, uh, for men. Uh, and, and the reason why I really admire this place because in society, especially with a black man, every person wanted to live with a black man, but nobody wanted to call out the temptation of a black man. Yeah. And this play right here actually, to me, gives a defense to a black man uh, who's trying to provide for his family, trying to do right for by his family, but that temptation will always come. So I'm not going to tell y'all what the temptation is. You got to come to the plug and see for yourself. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I ain't spoiling that either. <laughs> so I, I would say overall, it, it's just the value that any and everybody can see. It's for everybody. Yeah, that's what I think is, I think it's, it's, it's for everybody. There's no one particular person. It's because um, everybody, everybody's been in danger. I mean, not everybody, but most women <clears throat> have been in danger too, or know someone who has been in danger That's what he's saying. So I think it's um, pretty much, like you say, for, um, for everybody. Um, there's nobody that could leave out that it wouldn't be for. So, yeah. I definitely like if you're just sitting there and you're like, well, that's a play, that's a person, that's a person. If you're not really like looking in depth to see it, then you're missing the real picture. So it's for people who are willing to pay attention, willing to listen, look at the message, think about it, go home and write it down, think about it, think about who or what was I in that place, putting themselves in that position. You know, it's just for anyone, honestly. I'm saying we're not it's not for politicians. Oh, because I'll call you out in the class. So if you're crook and you're in politics, then we'll talk about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Lord. So <laughs> your father, your father is very outspoken. <laughs> very, very outspoken. When we when we talked um you know, on on my show a, a while back, yeah, very outspoken. I mean, when I say outspoken, I mean like outspoken with capital O U T. Literally, no limit to what you can say. Exactly. No filter. No filter. But for me, that's important because you need more people like that in society in this day and age. Because if somebody ain't going to say nothing, then everybody, then everybody's still blind to what's going on. Now, it's been some stuff that I've seen on him on social media, like, damn, shots fired. And I have to be like, do I want to like this or love this and, and risk some other stuff with that? Yeah. How do I mean, now I got to ask you this. How does it mean you being a daughter of an outspoken gentleman, an outspoken father, knowing that this dude got no filter, do you even doubt, Russ? Don't, 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 don't say nothing. Don't even jump into it. When you hear him say things like this, and you maybe cease to see him post stuff like this, does it? Now I know for some kids they're embarrassed. So I have to ask you that: Do you, are you embarrassed when he says things like that, or uh, or are you more prideful of? Are you more prideful? Well, you know, 
I'm gonna say this it is very very it is a rare rare time indeed when a 17 year old can say the words that she just said in a prolific and a profound way there aren't too many young adults or 17 year olds that can say that that can say what she just said to to be able to walk into your liberty and your freedom at, a, at an early age is not only is it commendable, but it's, it's, oh my gosh, I can't even think of the word to say, but beyond commendable, it's, it's astounding. It's, it's fantastic. And when you know you're able to walk in your liberty like that, it's so many things, so many, you're not so much burdened by so many things. So into and to know to have your to have your father like that does that speaks that way and you taking that and you take it when you take that part of you and you take it with you and you and you apply it to your own life that's that, that's honorable that's respectable thank you so much i find that when you're more real with yourself and you're more real with people more real doors open for you and you don't have to worry about walking in and out of safe places because 
you're open to so much real thing, you don't see fake in you, you know? Fake things are open to you, you know? If your your the doors that are open for you are are astounding, you don't even get to see those type of things where you're so dishonest with yourself. And my dad has opened so many doors for me. So I really do appreciate it, you know. I do like I've seen that happen for him. So I want that for myself. So I apply to and a lot of people don't get to do that because it's too late. They didn't take their whole lives it's too late, you know? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Russell. I'm gonna say don't don't give don't get misty eyed over there because I see it. <laughs> but that one you had you have a very astute astute young lady there on to to the right of you. And again, it just it speaks so much to the respect level of who she is, who she is. You know, she to understand who she is at an early age and to be able to walk in that at an early age is again extremely commendable and extremely you know honorable so you know it's i would sadly i wish more more young more teenagers young adults would adapt this particular attitude or this particular way of thinking because it would it would propel them a lot further than where they currently within than where they currently are and just to know, you know, yeah, you know, the the level of respect that I have for you for being outspoken and being and but being respectfully outspoken speaks so many so speaks volumes beyond beyond your beyond your chronological years. So you yeah, Russ, you got a good you got a good one right there, my my boy. What I'll say, Fred, when I've got very independent, they got to move me away. But just, just to take it back off of what the conversation of outspoken, um, the one I come from the church. Um, I come from the black school system. I come from poverty, and I know the lies. And I know the shelter of hurt that we all want to carry. And for me, I'm damned I'm going to allow my child to live that depression that we've been allowing in our community of people holding stuff in just to hurt even more when they get older and they haven't let go of it. Um, but one thing before everybody want to judge our boldness, this one thing that's different about us is our boldness is we act more than we talk. So we give to the community, we give to the community, but we give to our people. Only thing that we tell people, I'm like, and yes, I can be other than how they don't want to, but I'm bringing the Fox Theater to my hood. You don't have to go to the Fox Theater. I'm bringing the hood, I'm bringing it to you. So, in the case, I don't go and look for all these big time people to be part of it. I look for my people and say, you can live the same dream and everything else. But in my endeavors with the way, it was church members, it was politicians. It was all these people that were bashing me. Mm-hmm. You, you ain't put nothing into this, but you better sit there on top Because, for one, I've seen drug dealers, prostitutes in my place that have changed their lives. I've seen people, and I, I think that's what you just read. I had a cast member who was a crackhead in one of my productions, 
And because of the atmosphere I put her in, she no longer do drugs. She actually wrote her own play. <laughs> she actually got her own book. She's a comedian. She's doing everything that she can do now because she let go of that negative. So for me, being outspoken is not something that I want to be known as, but I want people to take accountability for what we put out. And therefore, if you got something in you, you need to release it. Because one thing that, yes, she's intelligent, she's beautiful, she's all this, but nobody knows the hurt that she carries. I don't even know the hurt that she carries. But in the case of it, we as adults have to give these kids opportunity to release themselves. And telling them to be quiet is not the case. They're pretty. I mean, you need this person. Now, don't go out here and disrespect nobody. <clears throat> don't go to the mall and shoot up the mall. But we need to take time out and teach our kids and show our kids. And one thing that I've always, the reason why I continue to do what I do as a playwright, because I never wanted them to know you can quit. Just keep pushing. Time doesn't pay off. Right. I get you on that. I get you on that. And just just to see the things that you post on Facebook, especially like the last post you did when you want you, it's I, I see personally that it's important for you to have that agency in your community, to be that person to bring what you have to your community. I mean, just the simple fact of you wanting to honor your senior citizens with a showing of your play. That's what, to me, that speaks so many volumes to who you are, not only to who you are as a person, but to to who to what your heart to to where your heart is for not only for people, but also for your community. And again, it's it's an it's so it's an honorable thing to do that. I mean, again, I'm like, because I'm thinking because I saw the post, I'm like, really? See, you like, huh? Okie dokie, let's let's okie dokie, let's run it. So I mean I'll, I'll say this to you, Brad. Um this, this going back into my little history right quick. But at age 10, um AJC wrote about me. And in writing about me, they asked me about Dr. King. And the article starts out with me saying, Dr. King is deceased. I have to take on my community. So this has always been my mentality. Um but as I continue to read the article, because I didn't read the article until I was 30, because I didn't, I didn't know they had it until the journal was like this. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I y'all love me when I was 10 years old at AJC. Oh, wow. Okay. But the article actually flipped on me and said, because of where I'm from, I was going to have multiple kids by multiple women, one wife, two kids, one baby mom. I was going to be divorced, married to, till I, till I became a widow. I was going to be addicted to drugs. I'm not addicted to drugs. Or I'm going to, overall, I was going to be a negative life. And here I am, single father, thank God for my mother-in-law, um, owning my own business and helping my community see it. So in this case, I now have a point to prove <laughs> to AJC. Because if that's how you feel about me at the age 10, I can imagine what you feel about these young people today. And I'm not going to play it. Because I know the pain that I feel when I read about what they said about me. So I'm not going to play the radio with these, with these folks. So my goal is now is to give them a change mind to show you who our nigga really is. Boy, you said it. You said, I mean, you said a mouthful with that too. So 
the next question I want to ask you guys, and this, this is for everybody. How important is it for, first of all, for you, Russ, as a, as a playwright, but also for you ladies as actors to continue to push the message that the message of your, of your play forward, not only to just, not only just people in the, in your community as a whole, but now nationally and quite possibly worldwide. <laughs> Everybody got quiet. Don't get quiet on me. Okay. How important is it for you guys for number one, Russell as a as a playwright, and then you guys as actors to continue to push the message of this play? Not only here in your community, but also nationally, and then also possibly worldwide. Well, I, I feel like I feel like it's, it's important to do because this I, I, I to support his support his vision number one um, because the vision is but well, he I'm just gonna say this my spiritual mother um, who also knows Russell she prayed one night um, and it was it was a couple of months few months ago and she was praying and she said she prayed and asked God to take this this, this uh, his plays from stage to stage. Mm. To stage. And, and now we're seeing that prayer, that prophecy come to pass. So I, I'm but you know, he's my guy. You know, he's my guy. He's he my dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm I'm supportive of whatever he what wherever he goes, whatever he wants to do, I'm supporting him hundred percent. And we support each other. I put it like that. We support one another. So whatever his dream is. I want to see it come to pass as well. I want him to see my dreams come to pass. We're working together. We're, we're like the, we're like the, the, the modern day Chamlin and um. <laughs> hey, that's what's up. The modern day Chamlin, David, man, yes, sir. I love that. That that actually that actually would jive with me. Yeah, they're like they're like trailblazers for us. We're coming. We're coming. You know, behind behind them, but. Um, you know, I think it's very important to see this go as far as God will take it. As far as God will have it go, let's let's go with it. Let's go with it. Let's go with the flow. I think it's an important message because a lot of people they don't really see they don't see the problem in the system. So when you see it in America and you show the states, the cities, the cities, the cities, they start to see it. It becomes a change. Then you take it outside of the states. You take it to Canada, Mexico, you take it to across the seas, you know? Now it's like, oh, that's a problem in America too? Well, we all have to change. We mm -hmm. all have to make a change. We mm -hmm. all got to take it together, you know? It's not a one person's job. And I remember I was talking to a teacher the other day, honestly, and he was saying, you can't take on a battle by yourself. Somebody has to have an army. And mm -hmm. it's important to build your army, but you can't build an army without telling them what the plan is. Then they're just fighting to fight. Mm -hmm. Now you got to have a plan. You gotta have a statement, you gotta have an action, and you can't just like move off words. You have to move somebody's spirit. Mm -hmm. So if we can't just take it in Atlanta, we gotta take it to New York. We gotta take it across the seas. We gotta take it anywhere anybody will listen and give them a scoop on what's going on so that they can open their eyes. So like the whole world has 
a whole new mindset. The whole world has changed mindset. A change, a change mind actually. That's yeah. that's that's a, that's a message in itself. Change your change, a change your mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the the two young ladies that are, that are here with me were my two hosts. They said they got locations in Virginia and North Carolina that y'all can hit up. when people when people pigeonhole you but for me when i do my plays and that's why i say when you ask the question who should come see it it's important for me not for the play but it's important for everybody to come because i want to show unity among young old white black gay straight rich poor i don't care who you are but if we show unity and we can celebrate and enjoy life like we did on June 24th. That's the life that that's the reason I love to do it. That's why I love that's why I love stage versus film. Because you're at home well at film. But when you come out and enjoy life together, all of us on one floor to see a stage play. And it's just one experience. So therefore, it's important for me to continue to do live production because I want people to come and enjoy life. Outside of your house, come out inside of your problem and come dwell in one atmosphere. Even if it's just two hours, come release yourself. And, and that's why I love doing things right. Like, so, and so you're going to get a message. It's going to be a positive message. It may sound and be ignorant in our marketing and stuff, but that sales. And trust me, I have drew more church members because of my sex appeal than the word. Best place for the bar has been through the church. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh hell yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah. But to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, man, it's just it's so hard because as a because first of all, you're a player, you're a playwright, but then they you're a black playwright, so they pigeon, so they automatically pigeonhole you. Yeah. I'm not putting on no great. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he said, I'm not putting on no dress. I mean, in, in this industry, a lot of us will do a lot of stuff to make it. For me, uh, Fred, and if anybody that's listening, why, why, why I have another reason why I have a lawyer, I'm not going to allow nothing in this society to tell me what's my top. I'm at my top. And if you go higher, I'm going to do a team and go higher. But don't tell me you're going to make it. I already made it. So don't don't put me in a place where you want me to be because I'm already where God has me to be. So my name is greater than I can be. Yeah, that so that's so that's so damn true. Because once you start going outside of your character, you're 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 literally not who you are. Exactly. But the one thing that I tell people. So you know that old saying, when you make it, don't forget about the small people. 
Super, super, that was super fabulous, super dope right there. I, I'm like, this is what this okay. Let me just sit on down. But that it, that was super dope, man. I, I love, I love that when it's it's refreshing when you have someone that that not only cares about what they do, but also cares enough to display that same care to the people that that come out to support and. That was obvious from the get green when we walked when we walked into the venue. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's finna, it's finna, it's finna be that type of thing right here. Okay, let me let me just roll up my sleeves and just and get ready. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, for me, it's an honor to serve my community because and, and even though we talked about Pittsburgh earlier, Pittsburgh is amazing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they gave me the tough love. He gave me the fear. He gave me the discipline. He gave me the unity. And I wish our young people today had that feeling. That we used to have. But it's going and I'm, one thing I would say is to me and you, again, Fred, because I'll let you tell how we met. But through it, because <laughs> <laughs> even as, how we met, I was talking in Moses. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Under the under the most, you know, I won't under the most unconventional circumstances. Just to give like a little everybody that's listening there is watching a little bit of backstory on this. I literally met him doing our grandmother's funeral, her home going service. And we talked, you know, ex- you know, exchanged numbers, had a brief conversation. And talked a little bit more just to kind of and then for me just to continue talking with him to know to see that he that he's a kinder spirit just like I am. You know, we he's outspoken. I'm at, I'm outspoken. You know, we he has he has a heart for people. I have a heart for people, but that but that's not the thing that necessarily that's not the thing to me that necessarily connected us. The thing that that's, that connected me to him was just is, you know, what I saw in his spirit, what I saw in his heart, that to know that he's gonna go all out for for the people, for the people that for, for the people that he cares about. That's what I saw in his heart and his spirit. And I was like, yeah, we're gonna have to connect. I don't care how I don't, I don't care how we do it, but we gonna we gonna make we gonna make this damn thing happen. Yeah. 
and it's but it's funny that we met under under such like I said the most unconventional circumstances in an unconventional way but I'm glad for that unconventional way and I'm also glad for the unconventional circumstance because if I if I didn't see if we didn't talk if we didn't have that conversation I would have never been able to be connected to such a phenomenal person and such a a, a genuine person and that's what I appreciate you know, it's not about the, I look at it, it's not about, you know, what you, I don't connect myself with people that are like way up here because, yeah, I start, I'm, I'm from the bottom, bro. So I, you know, but I don't, but, but I don't, I don't act like I'm from the bottom. I don't try to portray myself from the bottom and I don't try to connect myself with people that are up here because they can't relate to me. They won't relate to me. So, man, so why not connect with like-minded people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, in our meeting, because um, you, was, you was there with us, Roman Kimber and Timothy, I, I remember that the spirit had hit me really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was like, because I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but out of my mouth, I remember saying, I never want to get tired. Never. I, because I was like, we was, I was acknowledging all the preachers because I was resigning with them. And I remember saying out of my mouth, I don't want this title. I never asked for this title. Because when you put yourself in the category of preaching, I'm living. Y'all become a handful. And I, yeah. Same mind with me, after me, I would get the same five. But I remember you saying, like, that was a part of you, of what I said, because I was genuine, because it wasn't mm-hmm. about, about nothing else. Um, but I really got fearful when I said that, though, because dealing with the family and all the preachers, and you saying you don't want this title, yeah. Somebody about to throw a tomato at you. But the fun, but the funny part about that is, it's just coming from the family that we come from. You know what I mean? It, there is, look, you know, auntie, aunt, auntie Maymay, auntie Maymay is a pastor. Frida's a prophet. Frida's a prophet. Kisa, Lakisa's a, pro, a prophetess. And I mean, all these people are, you know, you know man. The, even the system, you, you know, the Sappho's is is, pro, is prophets and stuff like that. So yeah, come on now. But when you say you don't want a title. <laughs> I, I felt my call. I, I felt the call. See, I accept the call, too. That's why I'm a playwright. Exactly. But I'll put it like this, you know, I don't, for me, personally, and I'm going to say this, and I've said it a couple times, and and Quint and Coco notice, I will never, ever, ever mount a pulpit. Period. Not because, and it's not because I don't want to. Not because now, if I'm called to do it, it's gonna be like a two minute thing, and then I'm and I'm off. But I will, ne- I will never mount a pulpit. Simple fact of the matter is, that's not where that's not where my heart is. That's not where my 
That's not where my spirit leads me. That's not where my heart leads me. Now, I'll say this to you, See, uh, whatever, Quint, I hear you. But I hear you, but I agree. What I would say is any place that we step in front of somebody is the pulpit. True. You know, true. A sanctuary with a, with a, a, a Home Depot built carpeted space for it to be your pulpit. Because I've seen where people in the streets and got delivered. We all have a ministry, but in our ministry, and we need to stop doing this. It's telling people that they got a ministry over here when God's trying to call them over there. You ain't got to leave these folks alone and let them walk in their own ministry because their message is their message. Yeah. And this is their testimony. We are too busy playing church and trying to be God ourselves and trying to dictate. And that's why we all need to change mind. <laughs> but I, I say all that to say because if, it, if we had not stepped into the atmosphere of Grandma's death, if I never stepped into the church that I met this beautiful woman, if I never had to, if I didn't get a chance to meet the the woman of of this scene here, if I had to listen to people, I never have none of this of what I have today. So, if, but in my boldness, in the case of my determination, because because of my case of loving God and in my case of wanting to serve God in the spirit of excellence, I'm not trying to perfect nobody. But in the excellence of the spirit of excellence, we can all make a difference in whatever level there is. That's why I'm grateful to for Trailblazer Radio. I don't know how big or small it is, but it's an opportunity for this woman, this young lady, anybody to have a platform to be a voice. And that's where you don't need a title and you don't need a church. This is your church. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, they and they pretty much confirmed that. I'm I don't know. I mean, I just I just know I'm not super religious, but hey, it were it work this works for me. But I but I mean, you know, just to man, first I mean, and again, just to reiterate what I was what I mentioned earlier that I mean, first and foremost, man, I, I really do appreciate y'all, you know, taking the time out of a Saturday afternoon to oh, you know, I really did. Well, hey, this this is but this is this is beautiful in and of itself to me. So this play is not all about my family. We we know that everybody we know everybody we know that the the people that saw the play know that though we 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 all know that it ain't all about you it ain't all about fam but there and now just to just to kind of pull back a little bit there are there there are more than just these three wonderful people that's on my screen here that's on the screen here that played a part in this play there are other, there are other actors that played a part in this play and unfortunately they couldn't be here but i also want to give i also want to give thanks and kudos to them as well for the roles that they play in the in this production and the energy that they get that they give and that they that they gave to this production as well because again it's a it's a family effort and without everybody in the family, it, it it doesn't work. It doesn't it doesn't go it doesn't go off the way it should go off, and it doesn't have the impact that it should that it's supposed to have. And it does it surely doesn't elicit the responses that the audience had when I was there because that that is important. 
So every everybody makes everybody makes it work. No, I, I gotta say this, um, Fred. I'm not sure if she's on that or not. But Monica Reese, thank you, thank you, thank you. She has introduced me to Miss Alice and Miss Pat, who's my production and stage manager now. Oh my God, Fred. <laughs> If Tyler Perry ain't met these women, I'm I'm already above him. Cause these two ladies are phenomenal. So Miss Monica, thank you for the referral. Thank you. Oh, yeah. you feel like I'm important. I am. <laughs> oh, I am important. Well, come on now. Let's. I mean, let's just let's just keep it a buck, man. You are important. You know, everybody everybody on that cast is important. You know, from. From you to the to the to the small to the smallest one, everybody everybody on that cast and crew is important. If if all y'all didn't come together cohesively as a family, this doesn't work. It don't work, and it, and it and again, like I said before, it doesn't have the impact that it had that it that it has and that it will continue to have. I mean, it's the next the next show in, in June is going to be awesome. I know that's going to be awesome. When you guys go up to Niagara Falls, it's going to be awesome. It's going to have that impact that you wanted to have, you know. So I wouldn't necessarily worry about that too much. You you got it's the this platform you got is going it's going it's going to change some lives, period. I mean, come on buy a ticket, y'all. Please. Boy, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna, you know what? Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna give you that. I'm gonna give you time to give you, give your shameless plug now. So go ahead and plug it up. A change mind. Be there or be clear. <laughs> <laughs> you, have hey. to, you have to. If you're not there, then you're not getting what you need. It is not giving what it's not. It's not giving what it's supposed to give. So you have to be there in order to get what you need to get out of it. Like your life. Where did we get our tickets from? Inspire Images. Go to that website, Inspire Images. I'm pretty sure somebody will put it, a link somewhere so that you can go and you can purchase your The website is www.inspireimagesinc.com backslash ACM ticket. No, ACM Atlanta. Yeah, that's where we're going to be at. So that's N S P I R E D images with the S I N C dot com backslash A C M Atlanta. Um, and we are doing the Senior Citizen Show June 23rd, which is a Wednesday at one o'clock for all seniors, citizens, for kids who bring your parents. Yes, you are welcome. Anybody's welcome to come, but we're dedicating that show solely for our senior citizens. And June 27th, we will be at the same location doing the full and bring your Holy Ghost oil show. Oh, amen. He said, he said, amen. <laughs> he, said, say, he said, amen. Say no, but that young lady said it best right there. Say no more. Say no more. I mean, if you, if you, if you ain't in the place, then you ain't, then you ain't being impacted. So the place is 
the Atrium Event Center, that's 5479 Memorial Drive, Stone Mountain, Georgia, 383. Uh, once again, that's the Atrium, 5479 Memorial Drive, Stone Mountain, Georgia, 383. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you guys this moment right here. Number one to to let to again introduce or introduce yourselves to everybody. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media if you got it, and also let them in my and everybody let let everybody know what roles you play in this play. So Russ, you start first, Rodney. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Russell M. Tyson, better known as the playwright of Atlanta. I didn't move here, I was born here. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can go to the inspireimagesinc.com backslash yo. You go to my website and you can find all my social medias um, through the website. That's www.inspireimagesinc.com. That's N S P I R E D images with the S I N C dot com. Okay, I am Demetrius Walker, um, better known as D. Um, I'm um, play, I play the role of Dana, and I can be found on uh, Instagram as D D Truth Seeker. The letter D T R U T H S K R is D Truth Seeker, and I'm on, also on Facebook under um, D Lawson. Um, so I'm just uh, excited about what's going on and. And I'm just excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited. But um, yeah, and also too, I'll go ahead and get this plug in. Uh, soon I will hopefully have my I will have my first single out by by July. So just we're gonna keep an eye out for D Lawson. Okay. Cool. All right, my name is Rihanna Simone Tyson. Um, I go by Simone Tyson. You can find me on Instagram at S-Y-M-O-N-E-O-3 dot underscore. Again, S-Y-M-O-N-E-O-3 dot underscore zero three and on Instagram. And yeah, I'm just, I play Monica in the play. Um, it's been an experience and you can only experience that experience if you come out and you see a change mind with um, an open heart. Honestly, you have to have an open heart. Yeah, so... See, look at that. I, I, I love, I love her, man. I really do love her. She is so, she is so profound. I love her, man. I love her. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I want to introduce to you, introduce to some, and then reintroduce to others. The cast, well, not not the full cast, but the three, these three lovely people in front of me, the cast of a the the hit stage play, a change mind. Again, please, please, please support support this play. Support. Support great playwrights, support great actors, just support, just support, period. Um, June 27th at the Atrium in Stone Mountain, Georgia, a change mind will be there. So if you guys, so if, please, please, please buy your tickets now. They will, they will go fast. Please buy, purchase your tickets now. They will go fast. Also, June 23rd, another showing of a change mind will be there. This will be for the C, this will be for seniors. So if you so if you're a chess, so if you you know if you have a senior citizen that you want to introduce to the arts, or if you just you know want to have a event to have a day out, what better place to go than to go check out a check out a great play? And also, again, these guys will be also in Niagara in Niagara Falls, New York. Um, now, is that in July, um, Russ, or is that a different date? July. In July. So, 
they so they so they're coming to they coming to Niagara Falls and Niagara Falls, New York in July. So, you know, be prepared for that. So, and I'm pretty sure New York ain't gonna ain't gonna be ready for that. So, but please, I want to say this and just really just and this is not a shameless plug, but this is just really just reaching. It's just saying this in general. Great playwrights and great actors are very hard to find. They're not they're they're not necessarily born. They're actually they're actually they're not necessarily made. They're born. It's their innate talent and their ability to reach to reach out to people and to touch their lives in the most profound way is what makes them great. They have when you come across these type of when you come across these people, regardless of who they are, whether it's a writer, whether it's an actor, whether it's a playwright, anybody that's doing something that's impacting someone's life, please, please give them their roses today give them their accolades today give them their compliments today give them their kudos today give them their attaboys today or girls today because you will not you because they may not be here tomorrow and if you don't give them their kudos or their accolades today they'll never know they'll never know that you gave it they'll never know that you gave it to them i want to thank the want to thank russell and his and this and these be these beautiful women right here sit to it to his right or to his left for coming on today and taking the time out of their day to spend a couple hours with me to talk about their their lives as actors and how this play has impacted them and also their thoughts on, on a lot on a lot of questions a lot of things that we've had that i've asked them i thank you guys so very much from the bottom of my heart and from the bottom of my soul you guys, you you guys don't know that that play has that your play has impacted me in so many ways, and I'm appreciative of that. Russ, I'm gonna tell you this, man. You are you always have you are, you got a brother in me. Period. What you know, it my my platform is my platform will be open to you whenever you need it. Just let me know when and where, and I and I make I make it happen somehow, some way, somehow. Sure, Blazer Radio will always be on the platform with it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And for those two young ladies right there, that's a that's that's to your right or your left. I commend you guys. First of all, for number one, your your willingness to be vessels to be change agents for people, but also your willingness to be to look beyond yourself and project your project your project yourself to up to. The, the people that are your audience to your audience. I am, I will forever be inspired by this conversation and I'll be forever be touched by this conversation. You guys have, are truly, truly inspire, inspiring people. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, so much. Thank you, you are, you guys are so very welcome. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to end this special episode of trailblazers radio, but Tune in too, but but please tune in to us on Monday, where my host, my two beautiful hosts, Quint Jones and Coco Fenton, will have Miss have author Empress Colleen Williams on the show, and they also have Hezekiah Morris on the show on their show on Wednesday. This coming Friday, this coming Friday, I have I have authorist I have Christian fiction Christian fiction author Chanel in the building on Friday, and we're gonna have a great conversation, but. Please continue to like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and also follow us on YouTube. Keep your eyes plugged, keep your ears plugged into the to this to this awesome platform, Inspiring Images Inc. 
they got some great things coming down the pike, man. Please just keep your ear, keep your eyes and ears plugged to them, and also keep your eyes and ears plugged on to plug to us. With that being said, I want to wish everybody love, peace, take care of each other, and continue to be good to each other. Have a wonderful afternoon and an even greater week, even better weekend. Bye. Peace.